We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. afternoon and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Well, April is National Stress Awareness Month, according to the American Psychological Association, and we're going to begin our month on authentic living by talking to a stress expert. Martin Barson, author of One Moment Meditation, Stillness for People on the Go. Two complaints people have about meditation. They don't have time and they don't know how to do it. Yet 75% of adults report experiencing high levels of stress and almost half report that their stress has increased from the previous year. So today, Martin is going to be talking about a solution to some of these issues, One Moment Meditation. Martin is an emerging new voice in meditation, and his book has been published in eight different languages. He's taught this radical approach in leadership seminars, hospitals, public workshops, and the media, and his 30-day program for transforming stress was featured on Oprah.com last year. Borison has a unique meditation technique that is playful, practical, and accessible to anyone. He's been quietly, radically changing the way we think about meditation, helping tens of thousands of people get started meditating and integrating it into their lives. His core message is that meditation doesn't have to take a lot of time. It only takes a moment. So welcome, Martin, to the Authentic Living Show today. We're so glad to get to have you and talk with you today. Hi, Andrew. I have to laugh when you said I was a stress expert. I, I sometimes feel like I'm an expert in stress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't want you to be a, get the stress expert medal of honor here. <laughs> yeah, I have more stress than anybody else. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. You win the award. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, you've, you've developed something. I think that's one of our chief complaints is that we, we absolutely, our time is limited. That's what I hear most people say as a therapist. I talk to people about meditating, and they say, I don't have time for that. And I go, do you have time for stress? Yes. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's that kind of thing. We're sort of in a catch-22. But you've developed a portable way to use meditation. So um, tell me about, first, how you came about this. What, what was it that sort of stirred in you to make you develop this particular pr- process? Well, you know, the background is I've always been trying to bridge my spiritual explorations with my desire to do practical things in the real world and help people at work, at home, you know, in very useful ways. I'm always, I've always been looking at, at both sort of sides of that continuum. You know, but then I had a, just one of those experiences, one of those accidents that happened to you that completely changes your way of thinking. Um, I was asked to teach meditation to a group of corporate lawyers in a 
big uh, law firm in the center of Dublin in Ireland where I was living. And, you know, I first thought, oh, great, we'll get three hours outside of the office and it'll be, a, you know, like an away day for them and they'll wear relaxed clothing and maybe we'll find a nice place with a garden or a, a view of the sea or something like that. And then I was told, no, all the training happens at work, in the workplace. I said, okay, do you have a nice room that we can use? You know, and they said, oh, we have a beautiful room for you. I said, okay. I said, how much time do we have? And they said, well, we are, all of our trainings are an hour. Hmm. So I thought, okay, I can put something together for an hour. So I went into the office that day, and of course, without my realizing it, it was lunch hour. Right? And um, they brought me into the beautiful room that they had organized for this meditation class, and it was the boardroom. Oh, wow. Now, a boardroom, very beautiful room, but it's very serious. You know, big um, wooden table and engravings of important buildings on the wall and leather chairs. It's so not what you expect for a meditation class. And, you know, it's not the image of meditation. And I also felt, you know, this is a room where people have been really sorely tested, where they've had conflict, maybe people have been fired, you know, not, doesn't have a peaceful history, this room. So then, the, and so I walked in, and of course, on this boardroom table were trays of beautiful sandwiches and potato chips and pastries and coffee, and and I realized that this is their lunch hour training, and that I was there to teach meditation, but they were really coming for lunch. <laughs> oh wow! And so they came into the room, and this team of lawyers—I don't think they really wanted to be there. Maybe they were told to be there. They were quite nervous. Um, they were in that kind of hyper-rational, analytic mode. They're very verbal, so they were testing each other. You know, kind of like a lot of the mindset some of us try to get rid of in meditation was really how they lived, you know? Mm. Or I shouldn't say get rid of, but at least put aside. Um, and so this was not the setup that I expected. And when they sat down at the table, I realized I could not do my hour-long workshop that I put together. If they were going to eat. You know, I only had a few minutes before they were going to start eating. And I felt once they start eating, gosh, you know, there's kind of no way to contain this or, or streamline or direct this workshop. So I eventually threw out what I had planned. And I thought, we'll do a short meditation. I have no idea if it's going to work, but let's try it. You know? So I explained to them, we're going to do this short meditation, and I really want you to go for it. Yeah. Probably never heard a meditation teacher say, go for it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they loved that because that, that was speaking their language. You know, yep. that was probably the first thing I said that, that worked for them. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we did it, and they went for it. And maybe it was a few minutes long, I don't know. And then, to my surprise, when it was over, I realized that it had worked. Now, how do I know it worked? two ways. A couple of people told me I felt a change in myself in that short period of time. And then more to the point, I felt a whole and a change in the in the atmosphere in the room. From just a short meditation, it had gotten quieter. Mm -hmm. People were listening more. Their bodies had settled. They were talking in a different tone of voice. Oh my gosh, wow. I thought, wow, we've done something quite remarkable in a very short period of time. And then I started to think, wouldn't it be useful for them you know, to do a few minutes or a short meditation before they argue a case in court, before they um, go ho home at night so they leave their stress at work? 
um, when they have to make a difficult decision to clear their minds. And I started to think about how useful really short meditation can be if we do what I was forced to do, which is let go of a lot of the, the um, expectations and rituals that come with meditation. Now, I, I do practice formal Zen meditation, so I'm not against that. Right. And I'm not against longer meditation. I've just started to explore the possibilities of really short meditation. And then I, I came to see how much we could do in what I would call just a moment mm-hmm. of meditation. Wow. So the universe just sort of brought it to be, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. And, it, you know, it's one of those moments that didn't seem significant to me at the time. Mm-hmm. But everything I'm doing now came from that moment. Yep. And that's, so that's another side of what I'm doing is showing people or reminding people how much can happen in a moment, and more so if you're tuned into it. Yeah, and that is a really interesting phenomena to sit in a moment and just recognize how long it takes for those 60 seconds to pass. You know, just to be able to do that by itself helps us to sort of wake up to how long a moment really is. Yeah, well, you know, we, I always start in my training, I start with an exercise called the basic minute. And I actually ask people to use a timer, even though it seems silly to do it for a minute. But it's important to give control of time over to the timer so you're not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. That's the first exercise. But the interesting thing is that people's experience of time is so variable. Most people, when they do that for the first time, they say it goes by really quickly. But I get people to keep practicing that minute, never doing more than a minute, only just a minute. Because the idea is to deeper their experience of peacefulness within that minute. And what I find is that the more practice you get at meditating for just a minute, and the deeper you settle into that minute, the more time it feels like there is in that minute. That's because your mind is slowing down such an extent that you go, wow, there's all of this space in here. You know, I'm getting a really wonderful unwinding in this minute, and therefore my sense of time changes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I can see this. Uh, I meditate as well with the longer versions, and but I've also experienced the one moment meditate or one moment meditation on my own, just in my own explorations, as sort of a form of walking meditation, that as I'm walking through my day, I I can just sort of plug in and exactly. and go there, exactly. and uh, and and I really can see how your your um, process could actually help people bring meditation more into their day instead of just leaving it in that locked-in time, whether it's morning or night or noon or whenever we lock that time in and routinize it, we you know, can bring it into sort of the, the the everyday world of our lives to tune in, you're having a conversation to somebody and just sort of plug back in, and then your conversation is is more like um, what's real. <laughs> you reminded me of so many things, the whole idea of plugging in. One of the reasons I ask people not to do this first exercise for longer than a minute is because if they if they get good at it and they think, oh, great, I'll do it for two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, it starts to become something else. Whereas what I want to train people in realizing is that they can do it quickly. Mm-hmm. If you start to take longer with it, something else happens, but you forget that you can do it quickly. You think you need 10 minutes to get into it. Yeah. 
But if you keep practicing it, doing it in just a minute, then you remember you can do it in just a minute or less because the advanced level of the training, we actually shorten the minute and get closer and closer to the moment. Then you're aware you've got something in your pocket, as it were, that you can pull out whenever you need it. So, you know, I mean, everybody or most people I know say they're so busy, they don't have any blocks of time in their day. But they've got a moment when they're waiting for a download or standing in line, and if they've got something in their pocket that they can do quickly, then they can do it quickly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're going to talk some more about the one-moment meditation after the break. Stay tuned. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness research is transforming healthcare. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Listening on a Higher Dimension, 7th Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. The Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the Institute of Noetic Sciences, dedicated to expanding science beyond conventional paradigms. Founded by Apollo 14 astronaut Edgar Mitchell, IONS is a nonprofit research, education, and membership organization whose mission is supporting individual and collective transformation through consciousness research, educational outreach, and engaging in a global learning community in the realization of human potential. You can join that learning community at www.noetic.org. 
And today we're talking with Martin Morrison about his book, One Moment, Meditation, Stillness for People on the Go. This is America, uh, National Stress Awareness Month in America, and we are, uh, we're talking about stress and how to use one-moment meditation to de-stress. But before we go there, I guess I want to hear more from you about, you call, uh, the, uh, we, you say that, we, that stress breeds more stress, and yes. you've got some uh, explanations about how to stop stressculation. I'm not sure I can say that. But anyway, the idea that we can build more and more stress uh, by being stressed. So can you talk a little bit about why that happens? Why does stress breed more stress? Yeah, the term I've been using is stress-calation. It's a combination of escalation and stress. And there's two things that happens. One is that, you know, we have internal things that we do when we're stressed to make ourselves more stressed. You know, we focus on the negative or we worry about things that we can't control or we're you know, thinking about the future rather than the present or we're, you know, we escalate something into a big drama when it's actually a small problem. I mean, there's lots of ways we do that internally. But at the moment, I'm actually a bit more interested in something else that we do, and, and this is what I mean by stress escalation. It's the way when I'm stressed, and, and it doesn't really matter what stressed me, but when I'm stressed, I see the world through stressful eyes. And then I'm very likely to be abrupt to the next person that I meet, to cut them off when I'm driving, or um, bump into them, or not listen to them, um, or not pay attention. There's all these ways in which I pass my stress onto the next person that I meet or the next project that I work on. You know, it's like kicking the dog. You know, um, it's not the dog's fault. But we pass our stress on, and then we make somebody else's day more stressed, and then they pass it on. So I've started to think about this, Andrea, as kind of an ethical issue, you know, which is that can we make an ethical choice to not pass our stress on. And that's really a big thing when you think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, at first, it'd be nice if we could also make the day less stressful for people in some positive way. But can we at least decide that whatever's happened to me so far in my day or my life, I'm going to give the next person a... I'm not going to add to the next person's stress. That the stress mm-hmm. stops with me. Stress stops here. Mm-hmm. Now, so there's a couple of ways that we can do that. One thing we can do is, is just notice that as soon as we get stressed that it's our responsibility to de-stress. <laughs> you know? And that, that, that carrying around that stressful state, no matter where we got it from, is not okay. So we can do something quickly to, if we can, de-stress or unstress. And that could be, you know, my favorite way, as you can imagine, is doing a moment of meditation. But it could also be doing a belly laugh or going for a run or, you know, making a silly face. Whatever works for you, as long as you're not hurting anybody or or bruising the wall, do something to clear your stress. If you can't do that or you can't do it fully, and I think most of us can't in every situation, then at least say to the next person, you know, I'm really stressed right now, nothing to do with you. Right. Right. That really does give us the opportunity to process it on our own instead of um, externalizing it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, then we could, you know, I'm being fanciful here, but we could imagine what de-stress escalation would be like, which would be, can we insert in our day 
various moments as a community, and by community I mean a family, a work group, you know, whatever, to unstress. You know, can we start our meetings with a moment of meditation? Um, I've got someone who told, did my course, and she told me she was going to sit her family down to do a minute of meditation right in the middle of their morning rush for school. Good plan. You know, it doesn't take long. And you see, what I, what I believe is that, you know, we lose so much time to stress, and we lose, make so many mistakes because of stress. Maybe if we put a little bit of time into momentary fixes to our stress, we could turn that around. You know, there are, there are other issues. There, you know, we, we do need to solve traffic problems, and we do need to maybe make practical changes with our workplace arrangements. Or, you know, there are actual stressors out there. But, you know, you can't really deal with them very well if you're very stressed. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so... There is something that we can do right in this moment. And what I, again, all everything that I'm saying comes down to the idea of not putting it off. So if you're if you're stressed, the best response is not "God, I really need to go on vacation next month," mm-hmm. you know, or "Gosh, I really need to find a new job," or "Gosh, I can't wait till the kids grow up," because you're sort of saying you're going to be stressed until that point. Exactly. Same thing with time. If you say, I don't have time right now to, to, to meditate, that's exactly the moment you should meditate. I have never found a moment I was too busy to meditate because I'm, as long as I realize meditation doesn't take long, then I always have a moment and it always helps. Right. I sometimes think if we could ever get that internal uh, view and really just hold it, we would be in constant meditation. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, I'll talk to you about this because um, I don't talk about this much, but we have this idea about constant state of being peaceful, mm-hmm. which we do get from the spiritual traditions, you know, this idea of perpetual, eternal bliss. Mm-hmm. And you see it in all different spiritual traditions, this idea of eternity or nirvana or perfect enlightenment. Now, it's a lovely idea. The problem with it is, when we don't experience it as a permanent state, we feel we've failed and then get really upset, okay? Mm -hmm. The other thing is that it's actually a state of perpetual renewal, not a state of perpetual loss. Yep. Okay? So if you ever meet somebody who says, I'm perfectly enlightened, I'm a master, (laughs) I don't have to work on that anymore... They've, they're not in it. Yeah. And then you get some people who talk about how long they can meditate without having a thought. And that makes me think, what are they boasting about? Really? It's a competition. What is, what is that time thing anyway, how long you can do it? It's, it's, it's the most important thing is that you renew your attention moment by moment. And so Fairly. even people doing longer meditation. I think, and you know, I have friends and teachers who are very committed to longer meditation, as am I. But you know, what happens in a longer meditation period is that you renew your attention moment by moment. Mm-hmm. You do exactly. take it one moment at a time. It's yep. just all those moments are adjacent, <laughs> or some of them are adjacent. 
You know, it's, I think it's much more important to have the skill of, of being present in the moment or returning your focus to where you want it to be than it is to kind of flick the switch that means you never have to do that again. Yeah. I, that was very well said, and a, a, and that's exactly right. Because you, when when you're saying that it's better for us to be able to to um, be able to return our focus to the moment, what what you're talking about is being present, being alive. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, being um, being awake and responsive. You know, um, I mentioned this. I talk about it quite a bit in the book and in the training course. But the word moment. It's very different than the word minute. That's why all of my... Sometimes people call it one-minute meditation, but it's actually one-moment meditation. Because the word moment comes from a Latin word that means a particle sufficient to turn the scale. Wow. Can I say that again? Yeah. A particle sufficient to turn the scale. But it was a little weight that you'd put on a scale that would tip the balance. So... See, a moment isn't a unit of time. There's no clock that measures a moment. What a moment is, is this infinitesimal, infinitesimal, I can't say that word, very tiny, tiny, tiny thing. So tiny it can't be measured, right? Mm -hmm. But somehow has this ability to change everything. Wow. And, And that's why the word moment gives us the word momentous. And that's why we have things like life changing moments. So I actually believe that each moment has this momentous potential. Each moment has this ability to go any way. It's like each moment is a tipping point. So no matter how depressed you are or stuck you are or no matter what's happened in the past or you can't solve a problem, this moment is offering you an opportunity to see it differently. Absolutely. The question is, can you be awake to that? This goes back to your question, so I actually haven't wandered too far away. Mm-hmm. But can you be awake to that potential of this moment? And, of course, the only way we can be awake to the potential of this moment is if we're able to clear our minds from the past or the future. You know, it's when we, we get, get rid of the construct that we're carrying all the baggage or the assumptions or expectations, and we get rid of temporarily the part of us that's imagining the future or wishing we were somewhere else, and we have the opportunity to see this moment clearly. And that's where we're, we're more able to see its potential. Yeah, I mean, clear, obviously clarity is going to come from being able to be in, to be in that special place, I guess, that, I guess place would be the word I would use, inside that is really sort of raw with aliveness and, and, and uh, to be able to be in that place as we're looking at a stressor, external stressor, is going to be much more a creative space than to be in stress, joining the stress, uh, the external stressor with internal stress. That's right. And we can even come to thank, be grateful for the stressor because it reminds us to find that place within ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, well, we'll be back in just a moment with more from Martin Borison about One Moment Meditation. Stay tuned.
media for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness research is transforming healthcare. Want to change your life? The New York Open Center can help. We offer hundreds of ongoing classes, workshops, and professional trainings that heal the body, nurture the spirit, and awaken your true potential. Visit opencenter.org to check out our programs in holistic health, self-development, spiritual practices, creative arts, and much more. With our wellness services, bookstore, and cafe, we're an oasis in the heart of the city. And with Open Center Online Learning, you no longer have to be in New York to take classes. Visit opencenter.org today. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free. 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And the Authentic Living Show is also brought to us by the New York Open Center, dedicated to nurturing body, mind, and spirit through holistic learning and world culture. Workshops, classes, and professional trainings, trainings in the arts, holistic health, spiritual inquiry, psychology, and more are offered daily. Faculty this season includes Elizabeth Gilbert, Julia Cameron, Anodia Dulith, Thomas Moore, to name just a few. Visit www.opencenter.org to see all that's available on the Open Center as well as their newly created online opportunities. And today on Authentic Living, we're talking with Martin Borison, author of One Moment Meditation, Stillness for People on the Go. And we've been talking about why it's important to, even if you elongate or have the longer kinds of meditations in or, or transcendental or other forms of meditation, um, that you recognize that those moments, though, each one of those periods, of meditation is a long strung string of moments all wed together so that really it still comes down to refocusing and refocusing and refocusing so if we can recognize that then we can recognize that the moment is the time when meditation is calling us again to 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 refocus so can you tell us about just some basic steps to how people can learn to to get into the one moment meditation yeah i i always start people with an exercise that takes a minute 
as I said, we use, actually use a timer to make it very formal. Now, I, you have to understand, Andrea, I mean the whole thing playfully, but seriously, right? Right. So we take it seriously, but also lightly, and I encourage people to adapt it however they need to, but I do like to start with this formal, timed minute. And I, um, you find I've created a little, a little short animated film on my website that actually guides people through the process okay. and times a minute for them. But, um, you know, the basic idea is similar to any other form of meditation where you put yourself in an upright position, in a balanced, stable, and still position, because I believe if your body is balanced, it's a bit more likely that your mind will be balanced. And I ask people to hold that position for a full minute. And then the instruction that I like is to focus on your breathing. And, and I chose the breath for this. You know, many meditation traditions have a mantra or you, you focus on an image. But the nice thing about focusing on the breath is that it's non-denominational. You know, so you can share it with friends from different religious traditions. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the other thing about the breath is that you always have it with you. You know, it's just it's such a part of being alive. I, that's a bit silly, but it is. It's fundamental. And it's with us. So it's a great thing to meditate on. And the idea is that you just drop your mind into your breathing, moment by moment. Relax into the breathing or bring your mind to meet the breathing, whatever works for you. But the thing that I stress for people is not to get upset when they realize they're distracted. Mm -hmm. Because what happens, of course, for most of us is that we get distracted. And then we get distracted by our distraction. And then we get distracted by our distraction about our distraction. Yeah. So, in other words, what happens is you get distracted. You know, you're meditating and you're thinking, oh, I forgot to send that email. And then you think, oh, I'm really so bad at meditating because look, there I was just thinking about how I forgot to send that email. And then you think, oh, I'm really such a bad person because I can't meditate because I got distracted because I started thinking about how I forgot to send that email. Mm-hmm. And you're getting farther and farther and farther away from what was your intention, which is just to bring your mind back to your breathing, which you can do at any point in the process. No matter how far you've gone, you can always come right back to your breath. So what I suggest to people is just as soon as they realize they're distracted, they say to themselves, you know, obviously, uh, it's just in their mind. Hmm. It's one of my favorite words. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's you know so non-judgmental, and actually feels good. <laughs> but um, say hmm, and start all over again. Right. And you do that for a full minute, and and just try to, you know, I picked a minute as I said because everybody has one, no matter how busy they are, and I suggest to people do it once a day. If they want to do it twice or three times, that's fine, but don't always do them separately. Don't add them together. Yeah. Because the idea is to train yourself that you can do this quickly. But if you do it for longer, you're cheating. <laughs> you know, and you're not getting the benefit of it. You're getting something else, but you're, you're not realizing how quickly you can do it. Mm-hmm. And then you won't do it because it'll take too long. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You'll make it into a contest with yourself. Absolutely, or you just don't have time. Yep, that's right. People don't have time, but a minute, very useful, serious time. And how much you can do in a minute, that's what I really want people to get. You can really, really, really make a meaningful change in your state of mind in a minute. You know, you may not get rid of all your problems. You may not... uh, 
the answer to all the questions in the universe? You might, but, you know, probably not likely. But you can turn down the volume on your stress. You can kind of unwind some of your tension. And that enables you to approach the next thing that you do in a much better state. Yeah, and that also has a pass-it-on, pass-it-forward effect too, doesn't it? Totally, yeah. Yep, we maximize that moment of peace and then you impact another person with peace. Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you say, Martin, to someone who says, because I hear this a lot, that uh, when they focus on their breathing, they try to control their breathing and it just makes them more stressed? I actually haven't heard that one. I've um I haven't heard that one to be honest. I would say don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say you know there's you know I I'm I'm wondering if that person has done a lot of yoga or various meditation trainings. There are in, some incredible um breathing techniques that one can try from many different traditions that change state of consciousness and I love some of them. Uh-huh. That's not this. Yeah. That that becomes that's so complicated and again it's another thing that people will use to not do this. I don't even ask people to take a deep long breath because it, it triggers that whole control too many instructions thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just say bring your mind to your breath wherever it is, whatever's going on, just bring your mind to your breath. There keep it simple. Trust me, if you keep doing that, if you practice this exercise a number of times, your breath will get deeper and slower naturally when you start doing this. Yeah. It might get deeper and slower generally even when you're not doing it, but you know, too many instructions just leads to too little compliance. Um, So I try to keep it really simple. Um, that's, That's what I would say. Try that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I've also said to people, you know, if you don't want to focus on your breath, focus on something else. <laughs> There's no have-tos here. Absolutely. You know, so yeah, absolutely. All right, so, and you've talked about how it can help you turn down the volume on even anger. So can you talk a little bit about that? Gosh, anger is such a difficult issue for so many people, including me, and it's a particularly problematic issue, I think, in meditation, in the world of meditation. For a couple of reasons. One is because meditation is sometimes seen as a bad... I mean, anger is sometimes seen as a bad thing. And so people try to avoid it. And then, of course, they tend to repress it. And then, of course, it starts to come out in all sorts of difficult ways. So, first of all, although anger can be problematic, I, I just need to say I think it also has value. Mm-hmm. And we should never repress it. But yeah. we should find a good way to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Now... Sometimes that anger has value because even though it's angry and maybe a bit all over the place, there's some truth in there that needs to be expressed that isn't being heard. So that's one one thing about anger. Another thing about anger is, you know, I, I used to work as a psychotherapist and I worked with so many people who were depressed and the way out of their depression was their anger. Mm-hmm. When they found their ability to be angry... They, they freed themselves from their depression. Right. And it was as if at some point in their past they had shut down, all emo- shut down some emotion they were afraid of. So they shut down all emotion, then they became depressed, 
And the way out of that was to find what they're angry about or just to feel their anger. And, you know, anger can feel so vital and exciting and empowering, too. Mm-hmm. It's just it's really messy and can hurt people. Yeah. So I would never want anything I say to be construed as it's bad to be angry or avoid anger. Right? Right. So I, it's not actually in the book, but it, it is in my training course, and I've put it on the website so people can go there and find the anger meditation. But I came up with a way of meditating with anger that makes sure that we're not repressing it, we're not dumping it on other people, and we're not trying to avoid it. But it also, hopefully, we're starting to work with it in a more useful way so we don't hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. Shall I, do you want me to explain the basic idea? Yeah, just, uh, we have just a minute before the break, but just, you know, if you can just sort of give, give the overview of it. Okay, I would really suggest people look into it more deeply on the website because I don't want to shortchange the idea. But the basic idea is to let go momentarily of what you think the anger is about and use the, the feeling, the physical feeling of anger in your body as the object of your meditation. Mm-hmm. It's very important not to act on it at that stage because it may get bigger. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that the anger is just energy. And if you, if you touch into energy mindfully, paying attention to it, it starts to convert. You may learn things about it. You may just find it spreads through your body and gives you energy. But you're not acting on it, but you're not denying it. You're just being very moment-by-moment present in the physical, energetic feeling of it. Yeah. So it's a bit like if you're on a a rodeo riding a horse, um, a, a, a bull. The idea is you stay on it. You don't get thrown off by it. You just stay on it. Right, right. Yeah, and what you said there about anger being energy is is just so valid. I think uh, I, I want to reiterate that again. That 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 behind all the things we want to do with anger, whether it's vengeance or spouting off off the mouth or you know using hand gestures, whatever it is that we want to do with it, we we behind that is an energy that is just energy, and it. You know, I call it an internal messaging system, but it's just energy. And and so recognizing that is very, very freeing. I remember reading that in a book many years ago and thinking, wow, that's such a cool concept. Yeah, and the energy is so, valuable. We need that energy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and there's a part of it, like you said, that is very healing and gives us empowerment and all of that, too. So. If, and that what what I hear you saying is that when you allow yourself that moment to really just sort of focus on the physical energy itself, then you can sort of allow it to give its message, and then you can solve your problem maybe after yeah. that. But or, or yeah. you calm down a bit, or you integrate that energy into your personality, and then you can make a decision based on it you know, from a, a better place. Absolutely. So you haven't denied it, but you haven't acted on it instantly. And- hurt people or made things worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it becomes the tool that it was meant to be instead of just something we use against ourselves and somebody else, too. Yeah, and the way you could say the upsurge of energy is apparently valuable. It's what our mind does with it. Yep, That's absolutely. Yeah. And how we choose to behave out of it as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we're talking today with Martin Borison about One Moment Meditation. We have one more segment to go, and on that one we're going to talk to about his exact website so you guys can learn more about how to get information from that website. So stay tuned for that. We'll be back in just a moment. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness research is transforming healthcare. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. You live for the first in your child's life. But how do you cope with the first that come after your child is diagnosed with cancer? CureSearch.org connects you to the doctors and scientists whose collaborative research has turned childhood cancer from a nearly incurable disease to one with an overall cure rate of 78%. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back with our final segment with Martin Borison, uh, author of One Moment Meditation, Stillness for People on the Go. And... Uh, I want uh, you to take a moment, Martin, if you will, to tell the listening audience about might link with you, how you, um, you know, what kinds of things you've got going on. I know you've got a, a training program that you're you're trying to get off the ground here. So, tell us about that. Yeah, I'd be delighted to. The first most important thing is that I did create this short cartoon introduction to one moment meditation. It's about five minutes. And it does actually bring you through a whole timed basic minute and show you how to do it. And I think it introduces people to some of the things that I've been saying here and just shows them how um, useful this can be. So it's, it's a free video. You can watch it on my website, which is onemomentmeditation.com. 
and um, you know, share it with your friends, and you can just even click back to it when you feel like doing a minute of meditation. So that's there, and I hope that people enjoy it. Um, in terms of more training, if people are interested in that, there's two things primarily. One, obviously, is the book, which is, gives, brings people through a whole training process. Um, I Sorry, I should say three things. And I also like to work with groups in workplaces to help them look at their stress and how inserting moments of meditation um, can help them be more in the moment, make better decisions, um, have a happier workplace. That's another subject, but it's something really of interest to me. But finally, the um, you know, people read a book or they hear a presentation and, and they tend to, you know, read it a bit, try a few exercises, and then forget about it. And that's you know, we all do that. And what I heard from people over and over again is they wanted to stay in this field. They wanted to keep being reminded to apply this one-moment approach in their lives. So I said that you know, really, the key to effective learning is not to do the exercises for longer, like for 10 minutes or 15 minutes, but to keep being reminded of them and to integrate them into your life. So what I did is I created a, a year-long training course. I know that may frighten some people, the thought of a year-long commitment. But actually, all it is is you get a 5- to 10-minute audio from me once a week, giving you the next step of training in one-moment meditation or introducing an idea or focusing on a particular area in life. And in that audio, you also get an exercise to do for that week that will take you just one minute a day. So although it's spread out over a year, the time commitment's quite small. And the idea is that through that year, through the reminders and the repetition and the trying out the minute or the moment in all different areas of life and we include a, how to make a personal action plan so that you can tailor the learning directly to the areas of your life that you need help with. But the idea is that through that kind of whole year of exposure to this way of thinking and this way of being, you've made a profound transformation of your life, but it's happened really subtly and really gently. So uh, is there a distinct difference between that and the 30-day um, program for transforming stress that you featured on Oprah.com last year? Um, that was very condensed. <laughs> okay, I see. <laughs> that was probably too ambitious for 30 days. Okay. Um, you know, there's a lot of material there, um, and, we, you know, we wanted to do, do it all in a month because it was Stress Awareness Month. Right. Um, but I think it worked better spread out over time. And in the course, there's, out, out, there's many more opportunities to engage with other people and um, try it out in different ways. Wonderful. Okay. Well, I hope that people really will participate in that because I think the more we are reminded even, just reminded, that we can um, go to a different level and a different level and a different level when we're a, a, as a refocusing technique, then I just really think that makes a huge difference in our lives, a huge difference. I have uh, literally seen people physically improve from illnesses by just doing that walk on a daily basis. So I think that's really cool that you're doing that. And thank you for the work you're doing. So, uh, okay, well, in terms of um, things like not being able to sleep at night, let's talk about that one for a minute um, before we go. Sure. That, that's a boogie bear for lots of people. They're just really 
can't figure out how to not sleep, how to yeah. stay, uh, go to sleep. Yeah. Or stay That's asleep. a great question. I, I, because I have trouble with insomnia myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. And one of the big discoveries I made in, in creating one moment meditation came during one of those sleepless nights. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's four, about four in the morning. I couldn't sleep. And of course, my mind was beginning to spiral out of control and worried about how I'd cope the next day. And the more my mind went out of control, the more worried I became and the farther I became from being able to sleep. You know how it is if you've ever been there. Yep. And of course, um, because I'm interested in meditation, one of the places that my mind went was, I really should meditate more. And if I meditated more, I wouldn't be having this problem. Mm-hmm. You know? I said, I'm going to sign up for another meditation retreat soon. You know, I, and again, I went into the future, as I just described to you earlier. And then I thought, you know, I really should get up now and do a half an hour of meditation like I usually do. But I couldn't get out of bed, and it was cold and dark and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I had one of those wonderful light bulb moments, which is, why don't I do a moment of meditation now? And you know what? I did it, and it didn't work. <laughs> in the sense that I wasn't ready to fall asleep. But you know what did happen is it brought me one step closer. Yep. So I did it again. And that brought me another step closer. So I did it again. And that brought me another step closer. Until I was calm enough that I was able to fall asleep. Absolutely. The point is, is that if I was still thinking of meditation as something that took 15 or minutes or half an hour, I wouldn't have done it at all. Yep. It's like tapping your foot on the brakes in icy driving conditions. You don't slam on the brakes. You tap. And then you tap. Wonderful. You tap. You tap. Wonderful. And that tapping is what we'll be doing you know, off and on throughout a day if you learn this tool. So I really would recommend that you go to that website and listen into that. And thank you, Martin, for being here today. Thanks, and next week, we're going to be asking this brave question. Is the law of attraction really working? You don't want to miss it. So stay tuned for that. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself.